Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. NHL breakaway bets for our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. Are you ready? The Florida Panthers at the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Who wins? Give me Florida. Yeah, that's two of us. Well, this is going to be easy. We're going to have to split up on one of these. The Minnesota Wild at the Arizona Coyotes. I'll take the Coyotes. Yeah? Well, you know what? Okay, because I'll take many. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you for pointing out that I swept the Bet Regal picks yesterday and Moose didn't. How about that? Welcome to your favorite daytime. Yeah, buddy. Hang on, hang on. I got to text this to my guy, Bean. He's in Vegas. And here we go. I'm sending it to him. Today's show. Boom. Okay. Can we bring the Moose in? Moose, you I got to say something, Moose. What? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Congrats. Is that two days that I've beaten you? Thank you. What do we do? Twice in a row. It's called, yes. It, it's called sport betting, people. We bet for fun. We don't put anything on it. <laughs> and that's when I start winning. Figure that one out. Uh, but you know what I've realized about this fun sport betting? It really gets you interested in the games. My God, what have I been missing here? I feel like Taylor Swift saying, where's the NFL been all my life? I'm really getting into it now, but remember, we're not putting anything on the line. So, uh, yeah, I get it. It's fun. How you doing today, Moose? What do you got for me? What's up? Yeah, doing great. Doing great. Um, off to a good start to the day and, uh, you know, excited for the show. It's going to be a fun one today. Uh, the guests are these. John Liu of TSN Winnipeg. He covers the Jets and the Bombers. And uh, Kyle McIntyre, the president of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, part of our commitment with the SJ, a league that I'm quite fond of. President, commissioner, it's the same thing. Clark, don't worry about it. I got this. They're not going to find me. <laughs> We're good. Kyle McIntyre coming up in hour two. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Director Jordan. Look, we we're good. If, if, if you had to say, who wrote the book? Who wrote the book on the SJHL? Who wrote it? Uh, you did, Rod. Thank you. 
and it was a bestseller. So, Bob's your uncle. Okay, we got breaking news on this Thursday from the National Hockey League. It's what we love about daytime sports talk, the breaking news. We're not rerunning, uh, you know, sports center, uh, sports center reruns. The Columbus Blue Jackets fired general manager Yarmo Kekalainen today, ending his time on the job after more than a decade. President of Hockey Operations John Davidson made the call midway through Kekalainen's 11th full season on the job and three weeks before the trade deadline. Kekalainen was the third longest tenured GM in the NHL. Davidson and the Hockey Operations team will assume GM duties on an interim basis until a full-time replacement is hired. So that went down today in the front office, and I kind of sit here and go, how do we feel about it? Not surprised. Columbus is god-awful. They have been for a long time. They couldn't even get it right winning the lottery last year. I wonder if had they won it, the lottery and had Bedard, if this would have saved Kekalainen's job. I don't know. I look at the 11 seasons as overall nothingness. I would have fired him a while ago. I got friends who've worked for the team. They say it's a mess, but people always say that. Um, not any current workers for the team have told me that, by the way, so settle down, those friends of mine that work for the Blue Jackets. Past people. Um, and John Davidson taking over, I'm not sure, is the answer, uh, Darren. But um, what did you think when you heard the news today? I was surprised that he's been there 12 seasons. Um, there hasn't been yeah. a lot of Columbus Blue Jackets success I can look back on in 12 seasons. It's unfortunate because, <coughs> excuse me, he wouldn't be in the role if he wasn't a good hockey guy and didn't know the game and wasn't a good executive. He wouldn't have been there that long. But at the same time, um, you know, you need to win. You need to have success. And pushing the chips in, Gaudreau and Line A and some of the other moves that have made haven't worked. The Babcock situation hasn't played out all that well. The hiring, the firing, the subsequent where the season's gone. It's just been tough. So they need a complete change in direction. and. You know what? Here's the time to do it before the trade deadline. You know, it's amazing that you say all that. Uh, it's been a revolving door of coaches. And as somebody who's been in sports my whole life, I, you hear this a lot. And I'm sure the fans probably talk about it, too. And I, I don't know if I'm more a fan or whatever I am. Certainly one in a million. There's no doubt about that. But John Davidson's the guy that hired Mike Babcock. Everybody said it. That was admitted the day that they hired Mike Babcock. They said, this is John Davidson's hire. He didn't even coach a game. That was a screw-up. But what does they say? What's the president going to do? Fire himself? Wouldn't that be honorable? That's why I think of Paul Maurice when he stepped down in Winnipeg. It was one of the, one of the most honorable things we've ever seen in sport. And in Winnipeg, they, 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 they laugh at him and trounce on him for that. And he's like, hey, I'm the problem. I'm out. This ain't working. Bye. Have you ever seen a president do that? Ever? Never happens. Right? So, yeah, the coaches all walk the plank, and now finally the GM does. So is it Karkalainen's fault? I don't know. But he's the one that's paying the price today. On the ice last night, some interesting games. Anton Lundell scored twice. Matthew Kachuk had a goal and two helpers in the surging. Florida Panthers cruise past the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-2. Forget about the game. It was a good enough game. Maurice has the Panthers rolling. They expect to win every game. And you know what it is? It's confidence. But what I want to talk about is this, the alt cast. So I don't know about you. They have these fancy remote controls here that you speak into. And I went, Panthers. Boop. Up came what I thought was the television broadcast on True TV. It took me into streaming. And then all of a sudden, it's the Spit and Chicklets guys hosting a 
Manning brother type alternate broadcast that I'm like, no, no, this isn't going to do. This won't do. I don't want to sit and watch this game with anybody, let alone those guys. And I'm on record as saying I don't have a problem at all with the spit and chiclet guys. Biz has been on this show. He's a great guy. I got to know him in Arizona, but I don't want to sit and watch a game with him on television anyways. So I guess I want to know what the viewers think. Number one, was it available in Canada? Did you know that they were doing this, Darren? This one, unfortunately, slipped by me. Um, I only learned about it this morning. Um, I think it went over pretty well from what I understand, but it was okay. kind of a trial to see if it would work. But I don't know that. I, I mean, I, I like the Manning cast in highlights and small doses, but I'm not a guy who will sit down and watch it for three hours. Right. And by the way, I'm not saying these alternate casts are a bad thing. I had a guy uh, contact me here recently and he's like, we do a Florida Panthers live stream during the Panthers games. Would you like to be part of it? And I'm like, uh, let me think about it. But I don't think so. But the guy's got big numbers. I understand that people want to do that. I think a lot of pe thousands of people tune in to watch Steve Dangle watch a game. I don't get it. But that's not to say that there's only one way to do things. There's more than one way to skin a cat, I've learned. Or what's the politically correct way of saying that? Feed a cat? Feed a cat? There's, only, there's more than I'm one way sure. to, feed, to feed a cat. Yeah. Yes. So I watched a little bit of it, and I'm, not in, I'm just I'm not interested. And um, yeah, I'm going to just stop there. I'll say something that will get me in more trouble than I normally get into. In Winnipeg, Connor Hellebuck stopped 17 shots for his third shutout of the season as Winnipeg beat San Jose 1-0. Morgan Barron scored as the Jets won their second straight after a season-high five-game skid. And uh, in Tempe, this is the game that won the slate for me in our bet regal breakaway bets. Joel Erickson, Eck, and Matt Boldy each had a goal and a helper. Marc-Andre Fleury stopped 25 shots, and the Minnesota Wild won their fourth straight, beating Arizona 3-1. Point two of our quick six show topics is <laughs> NHL rumors, because everybody loves rumors unless they're in them. So I don't know. I'm kind of real. I've realized it's taken me two to three years to realize I don't have to stay on top of what's the latest rumor out there. 99% of this crap doesn't happen anyways. So, but I did open my phone and I saw the Barnburner guys in Calgary saying the Flames should go after Mitch Marner in Toronto. And to be honest, I immediately, I'm like, what? What? Wasn't Rhett or at least the Barnburner guys saying the Flames should be rebuilding? Now you want to bring another underachieving winger? At 11 million a year, you already got another, and Jonathan Huberto at 10.5. It makes no sense. But and then I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. You weren't going to get into this, Rod. It's going to be a month of this kind of stuff. Uh, so Marner to the Flames. I said to you in the morning meeting, is he even available? Uh, it's. I think it's going to get crazy. What do you think over the next three weeks till the trade deadline? It is. I, I, we we always wonder how many moves will, will happen. <coughs> Excuse me. Who will be the big moves that will that will come out? Um, Marner's an interesting one. To me, this came out of left field a little bit. I haven't seen his name floated around in trade rumors. Talked about in our morning meeting that you know if the Leafs are going to rebuild their team or, or change up the structure, they're going to have to maybe look at parting with one of the uh, the core guys. Um, you know, Tavares's contract is coming up, but not yet. And what will that be restructured at? That might help. Marner's an interesting one because Nylander's now surpassed him. Matthews isn't going anywhere. You know, despite the suspension, Morgan Riley's kind of an anchor on the back end. Um, so maybe Marner becomes the odd guy out eventually. But I haven't heard this, and I don't know that this is the right direction 
for the Calgary Flames to go at this point in time. Yeah, no. So, hey, I, I will remind everybody, the uh, Sober Carpenter text line is open, 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers, tastes actually better than the real thing. But no hangovers, no regrets, no apologies. Ask for it by name at your local beer, wine, and spirit store, Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. You can also write in in the YouTube stream, too. So, obviously, Connor McDavid's not going anywhere, but you do kind of wonder if the orders are going to do anything. and. Um, so it brought up this. I, it, it could have been yesterday's poll question. I pushed it to today with McDavid doing his six-assist thing the other night. He's now the fourth fastest player to hit 600 assists. 300, sorry, three players did it in less games than he did. And by name, they're Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and Bobby Orr. They all have Stanley Cups. Connor McDavid does not. And the poll question is brought to you by our friends at Key Auto Group. They're in Yorkton, and they're driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. The question is, will Connor McDavid win a Stanley Cup before his career's over? To be honest, I kind of, the nagging voice in the back of my head saying, no, I'm hovering over voting on no, because it was a different time. Bobby Orr played in largely a time a six a six team league and then a 12 team league Gretzky and Lemieux really played in a 21 team league it's different now it's really different I want to say no but I put this to Serena we were driving home yesterday from doing our cats and bolts panthers and lightning podcast I asked her and she said yes he will and it's not just the Euler fangirl in her coming out she's like the hockey gods always get it right they always in the end get it right that's what she said and I don't usually argue with her hockey thoughts. So I voted yes because she talked me into it. What are you voting? Is he going to win a Stanley Cup before he retires? I'll vote yes. He's too talented. This Oilers team is too talented to go too long without winning. I know it's possible. Um, the odds would probably, I would guess, say no because um, it's really tough in, in yeah. the league to win Stanley Cups. They're not easy. But I'll vote yes, because I think he's too talented. And I like that answer from Serena. The hockey gods will get it right. Um, you know, just like Crosby, you know, just like the guys you mentioned that are above him on the fastest to 600. Um, Connor McDavid is a good ambassador for the game. He's going about things the right way. And uh, he's going to go down as one of the best ever. Um, the, the hockey gods will get him one. And let's remember, too, with training now and stuff, guys can play longer. Injuries don't last as long. Bobby Orr's career was cut short, too, let's not forget. Um, you know, McDavid, through technology and recovery and all that, he'll have a longer career and more of a chance to win a Stanley Cup. So if you think of it that way, you can say yes. But it's kind of a nice segue here because it's not just hockey gods. She has that feeling, but I feel that about football gods, and they always do get it right. And what did we say when the Detroit Lions got jobbed in Dallas late in the regular season? Remember on the two-point convert that was called back on a bad ref call, which the NFL backed up the refs and wouldn't admit they were wrong. And we said the football gods will get it right, and they did. Cowboys crapped the bed in the playoffs, and Detroit went on to the conference championship. Right, they got it right there. So speaking of, a couple of NFL notes, less than a week after the 49ers lost in the Super Bowl, the team's making changes. Team fired defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes three days after losing the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. I'll remind you, this is a team that allowed less than 20 points per game all year, and they only allowed 19 in regulation against the Chiefs. But somebody's got to walk the plank. It ended up being Steve Wilkes. 
Uh, we all know about the shooting in Kansas City. Prayers to Kansas City. And I see John Schmeiser writing in from Kansas City. Uh, John, our thoughts are certainly with you and all those affected. Terrible thing. And then the other thing is uh, NFL free agency. Their legal tampering begins March 11th. And I just got to say this. I'm chugging away at Johnny O's listening to ESPN radio today. There was a little bit of NBA. So I went click over to NHL radio. I enjoyed that for a while. But then I went back to NFL radio and they're talking about the top free agents and then also talking about Dak Prescott. And should he be one out of Dallas? And should, the, you know, the Cowboys, they can't get rid of him. So they're like, should Dallas, should Dak one out of Dallas? I'm like, no, 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 no. I listened to this all year because I'm a Cowboys fan during the season. I am not listening to it in February. So I'm not going to talk about Dak. Everybody else is, or at least ESPN is. I don't get the fascination. But I'll say this. These are your top. Who would you say is the number one free agent? This is from USA Today. Because I've looked at a lot of different lists of free agents that will be coming available this March in the NFL. And they all have a different number one. They actually all have a top, different top five. But who, I'll go first and say you, mine would be Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you had Kirk Cousins. We had him in the graphic on thumbnail. T. Higgins is the name that I think, you know, my Titans should go after, the receiver from Cincinnati. But I think if he gets to free agency, well, how about Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs? He was a disruptor in the Super Bowl. We have a winner. Do, were you reading the USA Today? Because that's who they no. have. Chris Jones. No, not that Chris Jones. A lot <laughs> much larger Chris Jones. Defensive tackle of the Kansas City Chiefs is number one. Number two is Josh Allen, linebacker of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number three is your guy T. Higgins of the Bengals, wide receiver. Number four is Kirk Cousins of the Vikings. And number five is Brian Burns, outside linebacker of the Carolina Panthers. So you'll be hearing a lot. Of that, not necessarily from us over the next month, but just a reminder, NFL free agency is coming up in March. When we come back, we've got um, CFL free agency. We have breaking big news from the CFL today. We have our NHL top five, bottom five teams, and this is going to shake the earth. It's going to shake the earth, believe me. we got a lot to get to. John Liu and Kyle McIntyre coming up today. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? 
Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus, with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Thank you, Rick Regan. And a reminder, everybody, the Telemiracle 5050 is another great way to support Telemiracle, Saskatchewan's charity, and also have the chance to win half the jackpot. It's truly a win-win for Saskatchewan residents. Get your tickets now at telemiracle5050.com. You've got about, well, less than 10 days to get yours if you haven't already. Please support a wonderful Saskatchewan tradition, just like this show, but now on national television and broadcasting out of Florida. Let's bring the Moose in. He is in Tirana and uh, Moose. I want, there is the breaking news I mentioned. This is where the CFL fans come to talk. Nobody talks more CFL than us. I always slip into John Lynch-isms. I'm not sure why. I think I always will. Maybe that's a way of keeping his memory alive. Darren? Yes. So the breaking news from the Canadian Football League, Simone Lawrence has announced his retirement from the Canadian Football League and has accepted a position with the Hamilton Sports Group as a brand and community ambassador. 
That's the ownership group of the Tiger Cats. I've scalped this from 3downnation.com, by the way. We work in tandem together. The 35-year-old Samorini Lawrence has finished his career as a three-time CFL All-Star, five-time East Division All-Star, and three-time East Division Most Outstanding Defensive Player. Simone Lawrence hanging him up today. My guess is that he's 35, so when they were going into free agency, I th I'm like, he's too old. And I'm thinking that's what the nine teams in the CFL were thinking. He's left it all out on the field. He and I have certainly had our battles. It was never personal on my end. I, di I didn't call him a thug. I called him a thuggish type. To me, there's a difference uh, for his hit on Zach Caleros in that game, Hamilton-Winnipeg. Um, Hall of Fame, though? What do you think, Moose? Hall These days, was he a nice enough guy? Hall of Fame or not for Simone Lawrence? Um, it's a great question because I know what you're going to say next. Did he win a great cup? He didn't win. Right. No. So, doesn't matter. But anymore. you know what? I know. And for that reason, too, I would say yes. He's been um, a very impactful, dare I say, iconic player throughout his career. Always one of the, you know, defensive leaders, a player that you knew. Um, when you look back at this era of CFL football, Simone Lawrence is one of the players we're going to remember, an elite defender. He's going to go down as the Hamilton Tiger Cats all-time leader in tackles. Um, Simone, uh, you had to know where he was on the field. So for that reason, those reasons, I, I would say, yes, Simone Lawrence is going to be a Hall of Famer. It's really going to come down to whether the CFL wants him in or not because they run the Hall of Fame. It's not its own exclusive satellite agency with uh, inductions voted on by a committee. That's what I've been led to believe. That's what it used to be. Carlos in Indianapolis writes in and says, I think Lawrence will get in eventually. Jeff the Stamps Peter, Stampeders fan says, Ryder fans better not live in glass houses when it comes to Lawrence. I don't know why he would stir it up, but whatever. Um, I think he's a nice enough guy. These guys with the players, I mean, they don't understand. You, you remember, it was so much fun when I had the back and forth going on with Brandon Banks completely got inside his head, kind of felt bad, uh, to be honest, because it affected him the way he played in the 2019 Grey Cup. And Simone Lawrence, whatever, I was just having fun. To be honest, I spent a lot of time at Super Bowl with Jeff Reinbold. He has spent a lot of time with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So how do you think that conversation went? We're sitting on Radio Row just on a couple of folding chairs. He's like, oh, my God, man. You were persona non grata, public enemy number one in Hamilton. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I was just having fun. I'm just doing an entertaining show. Uh, and Jeff, you know, would go on this show and, and then get hell from his bosses afterwards. He's now, I don't know that he'll ever work for Hamilton again, but Jeff's smart. He's not like me. He wasn't down, he wasn't down, he wasn't spit-talking the Tiger Cats in any way because he might have to work for them again one day. You're very good at that, Darren. Right? You know, you don't close doors. Me, I slam them, nail them, weld them, and then burn them. And I'm okay with that. 
Um, but he's now, I think he's got a two-year deal with the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors as their defensive line coach. And to be honest, I'm not sure he's going to coach after that. He'll be 70 by the time. I know he doesn't look it, but he'll be 70 by the time his contract's up. So all I'm saying about Reinbold was when we were talking at Grey Cup, he's like, man, you were hated by the Ticats at that one time. I think we're over it. Um, yeah, but my point on all of that is I don't care. Was there anything that jumped out at you? I, I, the one other thing I want to mention about CFL free agency. I guess my point is Simone probably got a little bit of interest, I would think. And here on day three of free agency, he didn't like the offers and just said, I'm done. I'd like to say Hall of Fame career, he, but he didn't win. On the flip side, you don't got to win anymore. So, yeah, let's say Hall of Fame. Maybe that'll be a, that'll be a good poll question Friday for Football Friday here. Does, does Simone Lawrence get into the Hall of Fame? Yeah. That's number one. Number two, the thing that very clearly jumped out to me was Jake Dolagala signing with the BC Lions. The six-foot-seven giraffe, or was he six-eight quarterback for Sask? I thought he was pretty good. And you have to understand something. Everybody's spinning their story. People are accusing me of spinning stuff when it comes to the Riders not signing Jake Delagala, but re-signing Mason Fine to a new deal. Um, I wasn't spinning anything. The word in the league is that the Riders couldn't get Delagala signed, so that's why they signed Fine. That's just what I heard, and that's what it looks like to me. They had a chance last year to play Fine or Delagala, and they played the Giraffe. What does that tell you? But they're saying it's a new regime, it's a new head coach, it's a new offensive coordinator, and these new guys would rather have fine, whatever. Every, it all works out. Seems like Dolly Gallo's happy with BC. They say they're very happy with him. I think he's good. It just wasn't going to happen for him and Sask. That's what I saw coming out of yesterday. You? Yeah, I like that. And the, and the Dolly Gallo thing is... Something that I've been thinking about and chewing on for a while when it comes to the Canadian Football League and the quarterbacks. Um, there's only room on your roster for one backup quarterback these days in football. That's the wild part. And, and I know people will be in the comments saying, well, Darren, there's three quarterbacks on the roster. The third quarterback now is exclusively a short yardage quarterback. The third quarterback, your short yardage quarterback, is not somebody that teams are looking at to develop into an eventual starter anymore. That's a specialty position for short yardage. That's why you're seeing some veteran quarterbacks, good athletes, be put in that third quarterback spot. It's your backup that is kind of your guy you're grooming to be the next starter. Your third quarterback is separate. So they only could choose between Dola Gallo and Fine. If they didn't get him signed, they went with Fine. It's not like you can keep them both anymore. So he goes to BC and hopefully gets his opportunity there behind Vernon Adams. Randy from Winnipeg writes in. He's got a few comments. Number one, he says, I'm a believer you don't need a championship to be in the Hall of Fame of any sport. That's fine. Clearly, these committees now agree with you, Randy. Uh, it would help. It would help, I would think. To, it would help to be a champion. But no, I mean, Dan Marino's in the Hall of Fame. Um, it's tough to win a championship. It doesn't matter anymore, so I moved on. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Regarding whether McDavid will ever win a Stanley Cup, which, by the way, 55% of respondents of our poll are saying yes for Kyoto Group. That same Randy from Winnipeg says, don't forget there's less teams for, nine, for 99, Wayne. 
and Bobby Orr and Lemieux to win. Tougher to win a cup with 32 teams. That's what I had pointed out earlier. I know it's not going to be very easy for Connor McDavid, but we do think the hockey guys, the uh, football, sorry, the hockey gods will get it right. Vince writes in and says, Milt Stiegel belongs in the Hall of Fame. I get what you're saying. He didn't win a championship, but he should be in. Well, listen, guy, I think it was you, Darren, who had this adage to me years ago. You said, if you got to ask if a guy's in the Hall of Fame or not, he ain't. Wasn't it you that said that? Yeah, and I'll be honest. I was paraphrasing Deion Sanders. I think that's where I picked it up was from Deion years and years ago. Um, he had said this once, and it stuck with me. I'm like, you know what? The Hall of Fame, it, you walk in there. Like, I haven't been in the other Hall of Fames, but I've been in the Hockey Hall of Fame a few times. You walk in there, it's hollowed ground. And there should be no doubt whether you belong in there or not. And if you have to have a debate over whether a guy's a Hall of Famer, then he's not a Hall of Famer. It should be open and shut, slam dunk. We all agree. But, but not I don't everybody think we're ever going to agree. Not everybody... Yeah, not everybody sees it that way. Kevin Glenn, is he a Hall of Famer? Hell yeah. But he's not in the Hall of Fame, and he should be. Played for all nine teams. He's got 20,000 passing yards. He's in the top 10 all time, but he's not in. So based on what you say, yeah, he's in. Milt Stiegel, based on your adage, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Simone, then he ain't. Because we got to ask if Simone is, then he's not a Hall of Famer. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, point five, the baseball season opens today for the Toronto Blue Jays with pitchers and catchers reporting to the team's development complex in Dunedin. Position players report early next week. Toronto won 89 games last year but was swept in the first round by the Twins. We all watched it. The Blue Jays kick off their regular season March 28th at Tampa Bay. And by the way, NHL top five, bottom five. I said there's been some consternation. I look at all these lists, the betting odds. I can't believe what I'm seeing. At Bet Regal, their top five futures, or even their top ten, who they have. I'm starting to wonder what we should be drug testing with odds makers, not just Bet Regal, but I think a lot of these betting companies, Darren. But are you ready for my top five, bottom five National Hockey League teams? Let's go. Okay. The number one team in the NHL is the Vancouver Canucks. Get out of here with the Edmonton owner. Number one is number one. The Vancouver Canucks are almost wire-to-wire number. They're the number one team in the NHL. Number two, I know they're nowhere near this in the standings, but it's the Vegas Golden Knights. Again, get out of here with this Edmonton stuff. They can never beat Vegas when it matters. The Golden Knights are number two, and they're the defending Stanley Cup champion. Why do they forget? Never doubt Kelly McCrimmon. Confucius said it. Number three, it's the Florida Panthers. Playing with confidence. Rolling and healthy. Watch out for the cats. Number four, the Colorado Avalanche. Kind of came out of nowhere. Game of the night is abs at Tampa Bay tonight. I think it could get ugly. And number five, it's the New York Rangers. But they're dead if Igor Shesterkin gets hurt. And get out of here with the Jonathan Quick stuff. The bottom five are these. The 28th team in the NHL is the Arizona Coyotes. They are who we thought they were. Took till Valentine's Day to fall out of it. Uh, 29th team's the Columbus Blue Jackets. So bad they fired their GM today. The 30th team is the Anaheim Ducks. Again, I'm starting to wonder if they're ever going to figure it out. 
the 31st team is the Chicago Blackhawks. And although they actually statistically are worse, no, it's San Jose's the worst team. They're minus 93, and they don't have the excuse of not having Connor Bedard in their lineup. So there's your top five, bottom five, Moose. I'll bring you back because we're late for a break to debate in hour two. Plus, we have our bet regal breakaway bets. Cool? Sounds good. John Liu is in next. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, we heard from Key Auto Group in our break for our streaming audience. Big Jets fans in that area around Yorkton. And last night, Connor Hellebuck stopped 17 shots for his third shutout of the season. Winnipeg beat the San Jose Sharks 1-0 at Canada Life Center. Morgan Barron scored for the Jets, who won their second straight after a season-high five-game skid. John Liu covers the Jets for TSN and, of course, the Blue Bombers as well. And... Uh, he joins us today to discuss that game and other things. I got a question coming for John, a bit of a curveball that I know he can handle. He's a smart guy. But today, John, everybody must be happy in Winnipeg. Back on track, I would think. Yeah, Rod, uh, they were happy on Saturday night, too. Uh, that's a win over the Penguins that uh, snapped that five-game winless streak. And uh, um, wouldn't call either of these two wins because they were such close games and low-scoring games, uh, tight margins, uh, against uh, you know one of the lower ranked teams in the league last night second last place in the league and uh, the penguins are sort of a bubble playoff team so not exactly the jets still aren't looking like they did at their dominance themselves in the better part of the first half of the season especially like through november and december but uh, when people ask me about it I, I just sort of chalk this up to really um what to see is, is is kind of the inevitable ebb and flow of any team in an nhl season and i'm talking contending teams good teams they'll all go through stretches like this we saw the vegas golden knights lose several in a row uh, uh colorado i think is currently four lost in a row um, all the good teams go through this and it's really you know are they going to be peeing at the right time and uh, are they going to go through these stretches of adversity and overcome them at the right time so certainly no sense of panic uh with the jets right now i mean they just need to uh tidy things up a little bit in their own end because uh, there are some things in their five-on-five -five game that have been slipping a little bit, not significantly so. But, uh, yeah, the, the fact that they're going through this just past the halfway point of the season is probably a positive for them. You know, if they were doing this in late March, then <laughs> there'd be serious cause for concern within Jets Nation. But at this moment there, I think they're just working through some things that are uh, uh, kind of endemic in the uh, dog days of winter. 
Well, I'm smiling because you say no panic with the Jets, but that's different than the fans. And to be honest, when the Jets <laughs> lose a two, three in a row, I head for the hills. I don't even open my phone because I got a lot of friends there and it's insane. My question to you that I said that you weren't going to be prepared for was, who's more riddled with anxiety, Jets fans or Habs fans because you spent so much time in both cities? Habs fans, uh, without hesitation. I mean, the, uh, the swings, in, the emotional swings um, and the intensity of the peaks and valleys are much higher with Canadians fans. Uh, part of it is cultural because the uh, Quebecers, the French, are very emotional people. It's one of the things that I love about them and it's one of the things that drives me crazy about them. <laughs> and, uh, and because the Canadians are a religion, they are the religion because the Catholic Church just is in, in so much in decline in the province of Quebec. Uh, the Canadians are Quebecers' religion, and uh, so uh, the the passion, but uh, the uh, the vitriol that you you see, feel, and hear uh, when they're going through bad times, it's um, it's absolutely it's astounding. And I mean, to watch it from afar is one thing; to be, to but to be living in it is an entirely different matter. And I don't think I've ever uh, witnessed or experienced a fan base that, uh, that, that goes from the highs to the lows, often within the same period, <laughs> the same game, much less a, a season or off season. And so, um, and that doesn't mean to say that Jets fans are not passionate because they certainly are, but there are fewer of them. You know, the, the Canadians fan base is massive, just like Toronto's. Um, and uh, just the nature of the fan base, of the demographics, makes them uh, a little bit crazier. Uh, and uh, certainly, uh, um, yeah, uh, coming here, I knew that Jets fans love their team, that they're going to be emotional swings, the highs and lows. But when I'd had gotten through the better part of a season and had enough a, a large enough sample size, um, I could really tell that there is a big difference in the in the fan bases, and uh, and that doesn't mean to say Jets fans aren't, um, uh, you know, that they that they're really really good fans. They're really smart and intuitive and savvy, knowledgeable hockey fans. But when you talk about the emotional component of it, the Canadians fans still have they're a step and above over pretty much every fan base of any sport or team that I've witnessed. I love the answer, and I love the fact you didn't even have to think about it. You were like, no, truly. I could work another 13 uh, years uh, here to match my 15, uh, my 15 years in Montreal, and I'm sure I'd feel the same way. You know, unless the Jets won a Stanley Cup and the expectations got elevated, and it took the, uh, I, I guess the, um, the, the the way the fans would react, the way that they would interact with the team might go to a different level. But uh, no, seriously, it's uh, for me, it's, it's always going to be Montreal in that category. I'll ask you this. And maybe you get asked about it every day because Winnipeg's your hometown, so you've got a lot of family around. But you seem really happy with this move. Montreal to Winnipeg. Montreal's Canada's Vegas, man. There's a lot going on there. I was surprised that you left, but you just, is it been as, as good a move as it looks for you? For me personally, absolutely, Rod. Yeah. I, I, the simplest way I can put it is that I never thought that I'd have the opportunity to do what I love in my hometown. 
And I'm not going to go into all the, the reasons why I was motivated to come back because there are myriad and uh, a lot of them are personal. But um, j yeah, just the fact that I get to, uh, I, I, that I'm hosting the games is, is a big uh, step up for me in, in terms of my duties in my career, at this stage of my career. I wasn't able to do that in Montreal, although I wanted to. So the opportunity wasn't in Quebec for me. And so coming back here, uh, getting to host Jets games uh, in my backyard with all my family, well, my small family and uh, friends that I grew up, friends that I used to work with in my previous career, friends that I went to school with, uh, there's no better feeling for me. So, yeah, when you say that, uh, that you, you, your perception is that I'm happy with it, it's like I'm over the moon. I'm absolutely loving it. And it's really rejuvenated my passion for, uh, for what I do. Oh, I can see that. I mean, I have a secondary career in mental health and addiction recovery. I can read body language. I can see that you're happy. But it's interesting how our lives go. Because I, in my hometown, did what I wanted <laughs> for a half a century. And I got to the top and then left. I'm like, there's nowhere to go but down from here. So let's go try something else. You know, it's, it's the exact opposite of what you've done, and we're both extremely happy. That's what you like. I, I, got, I can't let you go without asking this. How's the Monaghan trade worked out, and B, are the Jets done here leading up to the trade deadline? I'll start with are the Jets done, and I don't believe they are. Uh, right now, they only have uh, really seven NHL defensemen on their active roster, um, and their seventh defenseman, uh, Logan Stanley, he doesn't have a lot of playoff experience, only eight games. And uh, when you talk about a team that, really has designs and hopes on going for a deep run well you're going to need much more depth in your defensive core we've seen it time and again and uh, just looking at the composition of their defense uh they could use a little bit more experience more toughness um a guy that's a genuine stopper that doesn't ha that hasn't necessarily won a cup but has gone deep once or twice uh that knows how to play in the playoffs that knows how to get ready for it and is built for the grind. So somebody that's, you know, tough, big, that ideally can contribute on one or both special teams, ideally a right-handed shot because the Jets could use another righty uh, on their on their blue line. Um, moving to the Monaghan trade, uh, uh, they've only, he's only been in the lineup for three games so far. Uh, so the Jets are two and one. Uh, he hasn't made an impact per se. Uh, certainly not in the power play. They're, they're, that's one thing the Jets absolutely have to get sorted out is their, their, their special teams, especially power play. It is really, really struggling. And it's been a season-long problem. So I don't know if they would necessarily go outside the team to try to address that situation. Because the thing is, it defies logic. When you have the stars, the caliber of talent that they have in both units, that they can't score with any sort of regularity or consistency or at least generate pressure with the man advantage. So um, I think they, my feeling is that they're going to continue to try to find solutions in-house in that regard, whether it's personnel or systems, and that's under Brad Lauer, assistant coach Brad Lauer's umbrella. Uh, but uh, Monaghan was brought in. Power play was one of his, his specialties. He hasn't contributed in that regard yet. At five on five, when I asked uh, Rick Bonus yesterday about what he's seen uh, in terms of progress, uh, certainly at even strength with uh, Monaghan between his wingers, Cole Perfetti's been the consistent winger, even though it's only been three games. Uh, but they switched it up. He had gave he had um, uh, Nikolai Ehlers for starters, and then for the last two games, Gabriel Velarde has been on his right wing. 
they haven't quite found chemistry yet. They haven't meshed to the point that production has followed. But then again, you could say that for the whole team. If you look at the last three games, there haven't been a lot of there hasn't been a lot of production across the board, even though they've won uh, two of the three games. And so uh, I think this is going to be a work in progress, certainly with Monaghan. But uh, I know the mixed feelings within the fan base. I see comments. I see fans that uh, that don't think particularly highly of Monaghan as far as being um, uh, a, 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 de- a, a, a true defensive center. Because if you take a look at his, his Corsi numbers at five on five, he's below 50%, right? So, I mean, from a possession standpoint, he's not controlling the majority of shots there, share it, even strength. And so I think that's part of what fans don't like. But when you talk to the to, to people within the team, whether it's Rick Bonus or uh, his teammates, they do like certain elements within the five-on-five, whether it's forecheck, whether it's anticipation, his poise, his ability to make plays, uh, his experience. He's a very good teammate. So, I mean, all those intangibles and some of the deeper metrics, we're going to need a larger sample size to determine what his impact's going to be in addition to the eye test and the production. So, at this point, unfinished grade rod but um i think that the jets still believe that they're a better team with sean monahan in the lineup than they were prior to the trade a wonderful report i knew it would be john thanks for the time man enjoy the hockey thank you rod anytime my pleasure tsn winnipeg's john lou coming right back with a sports update and uh audience takeover after this we're live on game plus tv WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Hey, a quick one, a sports update on this Thursday. Three former Canadian under-21 champion skips will lead their teams into the opening draw. The 2024 Scotties, which gets underway Friday at the Windsport Event Centre in Calgary. And two of them, Alberta's Selena Sturmey of Edmonton and Manitoba's Caitlin Laws of Winnipeg, will go head-to-head in the opening draw at 6 p.m. Mountain. Jennifer Jones will play her first game in her final Scotties Tournament of Hearts Saturday at 1 p.m when her team from Winnipeg and Altona, Manitoba takes on Nova Scotia's team, Heather Smith. Get your tickets. They're selling standing room. Curling.ca slash tickets. Western Hockey League last night. The uh, Wenatchee Wild beat the Seattle Thunderbirds 7-4. The Swift Current Broncos knocked off the Lethbridge Hurricanes 4-1. And it was the Vancouver Giants over the Victoria Royals 5-1. Sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And also for Landmark Cinemas, in Landmark Cinemas now, Argyle, starring Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, and John Cena. An introverted uh, sky, uh, sorry, an introverted spy novelist is drawn into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate. Argyle, dun dun dun. In landmark cinemas now. Special shout out to my guy Dean in Las Vegas, who took my word for it and watched The Beekeeper last night and wasn't disappointed. See, listen to us. We will never steer you wrong. Your trust is very important to us, unlike a lot of other outlets. We'll be back with Hour 2 after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio.